We're in our series called Vision, and we're talking about why, why are we here? Why, why is Living Spring here? What are we doing? What are we all about? And uh, last week, we talked about uh, one of the first kind of pillars of our mission statement is to reach. And um, we talked about that, that reaching is investing, that, that we, we invest and we invite and we include. And um, we went to um, a, a, a scripture in Matthew that talked about how Jesus went through all the towns and villages. And we'll see that verse again in a second. But uh, he, he went out. He, 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 he didn't just sit and wait. And we, you know, we talked about if you're coming as God or as king, I mean, it would be within his right to just kind of establish some throne and just kind of let you know, anyone who wants to come can come. But Jesus was going out. And then we talked about that, about being a church uh, that goes out and I'll show you these quick five circles uh, that, that we have, that, that how we look at um, kind of categories of people that Living Spring can be a part of. And the, that, that outer band is um, the uh, community, and then um, the crowd is after that, and then the congregation, the committed, and the core. And so, so we talked last week about reach is really about those outer two bands. It's really about kind of seeing people, uh, you know, maybe your neighbors, my coworkers, people you go to school with or whatever, seeing them and having compassion for them because they're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Okay, they're not sinners. They're not like, you know, the world. I mean, it's not like they're people. They're, 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 they're the unconvinced, those that are just trying to get, get through life. And so we, we, we reach them. And that, that's the outer two bands. This, this morning, we're going to talk about restore. That's the second um, part of our mission statement is restore, and you can see that that covers kind of like the congregation, the committed, the crowd, you know, just kind of that section, like us, the people who are in church right now. Like, why, why, are, we, why are we in church? Like, what, 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 is, what does it mean to hear the Word of God and to apply it to our lives? What, is it, what does it mean to be restored? And, you know, we love stories of restoration, or the uh, mo- movies of redemption and restoration. We love them. But we love hearing about cancer that's in remission. We, we love hearing about marriages that were really struggling and then, and then, and then they turned it around and they, you, you look and you go, man, that kind of like before and after picture. We love before and after pictures as long as the after is better than the before, right? So, so, so I mean, we, we, we love that kind of stuff. We love, you know, here at Living Spring, we, we um, uh, support a um, ministry called ELI, which, uh, uh, which is Empowering Lives International. And when Don Rogers was here and he was showing, you know, this is what it looked like before and now those kids have this. There's just something in us that just celebrates that. We, we like to see, you know, last night was, uh, the reason I'm wearing this um, unbelievably attractive bracelet is that uh, this is one of the things they were selling at the, uh, the uh, Tony uh, showing last night for raising money for invisible children. And our junior hires planned the whole thing. It was their idea. Their, they picked the ministry they were going to support. They, they did all the planning. They make, made cookies. They did all this kind of stuff. They raised, uh, I think the number I had when my daughter got home was like 750 bucks for, for uh, yeah, it's awesome, right? And, and I mean, we, lo- we love that kind of stuff. Why? Be- because in our in being human and being created in the image of God, there's something inside us that says, man, it's not supposed to be like this. There's supposed to be another way. God designed it another way. And because of sin and because of our inability to, um, to follow after God, these things start, the wheels start falling off. 
And so, so the reason you love those stories, the reason you love another, another um, ministry we support is the Eden Projects, where, where they'll go in uh, and just plant thousands of trees. They've planted millions of trees to try and help uh, Africa get some, get their, stop their soil from eroding, get wildlife back in there. And so when you see those pictures of before, and it's just like this, just the water just runs off to now where there's trees or something in us that says, yeah, that's, that's it. This is the redemptive, restorative work of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, we'll go back to that verse again in Matthew, uh, which is right here. Uh, yeah, Jesus went through all the towns and villages. We talked about that last week. He went through, but he was teaching, preaching, and healing every uh, disease and sickness. He was, he was restoring. Everywhere Jesus was going, he was restoring. He was restoring people to God. He was restoring their bodies. He was making it the way it was supposed to be in the very beginning, all the way back to the Garden of Eden, where self-sustaining relationship with people and with God until sin entered in. I want to talk this morning about one of the greatest stories of restoration in the Bible. Uh, it's my f- favorite story of restoration. And uh, it's, um, uh, it, it's an unbelievable, uh, it's called the prodigal son. And I, anyone who, even if you're not a, a follower of Christ yet, or you don't know kind of what you believe uh, about God or all that, you know the story of the prodigal son. Uh, the son leaves and comes back and everybody's happy, right? But there are some things in this story that give us insight and keys as to, number one, keep us from being that prodigal son or prodigal daughter. But number two, also, uh, to if you're there to come back, how do you come back? And so it's in Luke chapter 15. And um, I'm just going to start uh, reading it um, and then uh, Richard, uh, I don't have the first part of it on the slide, so don't worry about it. Don't freak out if this isn't up there. So Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and he's talking about a lost coin, a lost sheep, like all, all these things that were lost, and then they were found. And he, he continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Okay? Not, 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 no, no, no hitches nothing going on it's just you got a a father and you got these two sons and the youngest son says hey i want i want my inheritance now and this is one of the keys of what happens when we start to move away from god whatever principle it is that god wants we want it now right if there's a principle of of remaining pure until marriage uh uh-uh i want it now if there's something about look debt and don't try to stay out of debt well you uh-uh it's on sale, 40% off. This is my time. I'm pulling the trigger. If it's, if it's about relationships or God's ways, a certain doing something, then, and we say, no, we want it now. This is part of the problem. So here's what it says. It says, now this is, you got this one, Richard. Not long after that. In other words, he got the money. And not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, and he set off for a distant country. And there he squandered his wealth in wild living. That word squander means to scatter, right? He's coming into town on his camel, just going, woo! Like what what happens in Alexandria stays in Alexandria. It's like, I mean, they're just, he's he's just, it's like he's tipping people. He's just living high on the hog. He's got, well, not hog because he's Jewish. They don't eat 
meat, pork like that. But, but I mean, he, he, he is just going for it. And, just, and, and, you know, this is how it starts out. When you're young or when you got money or whatever, it all starts out like, you know what? This is not so bad. God told me to do it this way. I'm, I'm going to do it this way. And you know what? Right away, it's turning out pretty darn good. I got lots of friends. I've got people carrying my bags for me. My camel's in good shape. I mean, you just kind of, you got the whole thing. Everything's working out fine. It goes on. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country. And this is the turning point where it goes for him. And this is when we talk about restoring people. And we talk about restoring our lives to a healthy relationship in the sun. This is usually what happens. We get ourselves into a mess. And then this next phrase, and he began to be in need. The relationship that was so great and started out awesome, all of a sudden you find you're in need. The things that we were buying, uh, racking up on the credit card, all of a sudden we get the credit card bill and we let go, man, I... <laughs> I need a raise. I need a promotion. I need somebody in my family to die and leave a big inheritance. We have this need because we, we chose not to stay with our heavenly father. And it might have worked out for a little bit. But all of a sudden we find ourselves in this position in our marriage, with our, in our relationships, with our money, with all this stuff where we go, I, I think I'm in trouble. I think. I don't think this is working out very well. Watch, it goes on. So he did what we all try to do. He tried to fix it himself. Okay, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, here, here's the thing. Okay, I, I, know, I know that I drink too much. I need to stop. So I'm going to just, is this going to be a, a, a party on weekends? If it's just weekends, I'm not going to drink it all during the week, just on weekends, right? Or, hey, I, I know I look at that and I shouldn't look at that. So I'm just, I'm just how, about, how about we just put a filter on the thing and then I just, yeah, I, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. I don't have a problem. I mean, I got a need, but it's not a big problem. Or, hey, this thing's going wrong at school. I'm just, I got it all figured out. Your grades are starting to tank. Everything's going, I got it. I got it. I'm going to study real hard for this next final. And I, this is going to, if I do the math, I could pull my grade up. Everything's going to be fine. So here's what he does. He went and hired himself out as a citizen for that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. Now, if Jesus is, is a Jew and he's telling the story to Jews, okay? N- no, no. <laughs> That's dirty, filthy. Pigs are unclean animals. So to, to, what Jesus is trying to say is, listen, when he tried to fix it himself, he ended up even worse and, and for the Jews listening to this, they're going, ah, oh, feeding pigs. Oh. And then it gets even worse. Listen to this. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. But no one gave him anything. Now, when he rolled into town, I, you know, I don't know. But, you know, but he had to have a lot of friends. Everybody with money has friends, right? Or at least people who will you know, be around you for a little bit. Nobody helped him. Nobody? Have you ever been in that situation where you, 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 you've kind of wandered from God and, and all of a sudden you start to get in need? You start realizing, man, my, my money or whatever I had before, that's failed me. 
right? The economy, it says in here that there was a severe famine in the land. The economy's failed me. Now all the people around me are starting to fail me. What do you, what do, you do? No one gave him anything. Now what he did next is the key to it all. This is the beginning of the restoration process. And if you're in a spot right now in your life where you're going, you know what? I totally know what you're talking about. It started out this way. Everything was going fine. Everything started tanking. I I tried to fix it myself. I did everything I could. I started making payments. I tried to start paying down the the principal. I tried to do this. I I tried to call him up and do you have forgiveness? I tried to have an operation. I tried to do this. I tried to do that. And it's not working. And nobody's helping me. If you're there, what, what this prodigal son does next is your next step. Because without doing what he's about, well, I'm going to show you what he's going to do, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be totally stuck. And you'll... you'll and believe me, Jesus didn't have time and we don't have time to go on because you, you know what it's like when, when that downward spiral comes. Not only do people not help you, they get tired of hearing about it. They're like, look, I heard about the marriage enough. Just divorce them. I offer all crying out loud. You know, I know you have financial problems. We all do. Get out of here. Right. Here's here's what he does. And it's just it's awesome. When he came to his senses. Here, here he is, he's squat. Coming to your senses oftentimes is the hardest part of it all. We want to make excuses. We want to say, but if you, if you knew what I knew, if you were in the place I was in, if you had, if you had, had my, that boss, that wife, that, uh, if you lived in my neighborhood, if you had my family growing up, we, we want to do all that kind of stuff. But you, you, know what, you know what it means to come to your senses in the Greek there? When he came to himself, when he arrived at himself, right? Like, that is a great way to say it. Because oftentimes we're just like, well, you don't understand the stress I'm in. You don't understand how hard it is to, I have to cheat. You don't, you know, you know the, the government has enough anyway. I, what, what happens is he, all of a sudden he he just looks within himself. He comes to himself and he goes, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? Because there's something in us, in all of us, when we see it in a loved one that's acting like an idiot and, and they're just making decisions and you're going, what are you doing? Don't do that. I'm telling you, I promise it's not going to work out. Don't stop, please. Or do or whatever. You can't, you can't do that. It, it, until they come to their senses and still they arrive at themselves and go, yeah, this is, until they are introspective and say, I've got a problem. And, you know, and you've seen it. You've, you've seen it with loved ones that you're like, that is a bad relationship. Don't get into that relationship. It's a bad one. That is a bad man. Oh, he, he's not that bad, you know. I mean, he's passionate. I go, oh, okay. Well, in that case, I, can't, I, got, I got nothing. I, I didn't know he was passionate. <laughs> in that case, go get him, right? And then you just, wa- you just watch it. It, it. You just watch it unfold. And you're sitting there going, why? Listen, why don't they see it? Why? And you know why we can do that? Because we're looking out <laughs> instead of in. See, Until we are willing to go, 
my spiritual life is horrible or I have a problem. I watch too much X. I drink or eat too much Y. I have an anger problem. I'm an anxious person. Until we arrive at ourselves and go, man, we are not going to get restored. I'll show you why. Says He came to his senses. He said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, uh, this is, verse 19 is awesome. Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Now, is the first step to like, be self-deprecating? <laughs> like, to, you know, to you know, start wh- wh- whipping yourself? No, listen, he, he arrives at some really great conclusions. Because, see, he's already tried to fix it himself. He got a job. Granted, it was a bad job. It was feeding pigs, okay? But he, he's already tried. Now he, he just, he, he comes within himself and he realizes he has no power to get himself out of this. That is so key when it comes to the restorative process. Not only for you and I, but for those who come into this church And we're trying to help them get restored. I mean, do you see why this is your heavenly father's heart's cry? Is that we reach. It says that God wishes that none perish, but all come to salvation. And then when that happens, to be restored, to be sanctified, to be healthy. And so he says, I'm not not worthy for that. I can't, I can't, I've sinned against my, my father and against heaven. And I'm not even worthy to be one of his sons. You are in a great spot when you arrive at yourself and you go, you know what? I got I This is not working. It's not going to work. It's never going to work. And there's nothing I can do to do it. And you know what? I'm not even worthy to have God. Jesus taught about this in the Beatitudes. I think we're going to go through the Beatitudes again uh, later on in the year. I'm just looking at the scheduling um, because there are some really key points with how the kingdom of God operates in the Beatitudes. But one of them is to be poor in spirit, to be a beggar in spirit, to go, look, I, I, I bring nothing to the table. Spiritually, I have no education. I got no money. I got no clothes. Uh, you know, I, I got nothing. That, that's where we come to. And you might be in a spot in your life right now where you're going, okay, I know there's a problem, but I can, I, I think I got my hand, I, I'm going to start, I, I, I went on Amazon, I'll get a book, I'm going to read that book, and then I, a book will tell me how to, how to it'll, everything will be fine. That's not the spot. The spot is God. I can't do it on my own. And it re- well, let's go. All right, sorry. I started getting, I started monologuing. Eh? Okay, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. Listen, okay, next step. Okay, first, you come to yourself, right? And you say, self, you are lame. Yes. Self, can you do anything to help you? No, I can't. Okay, I'm not even worthy to go to my heavenly father. I'm just going to go. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. I'm going to say, whatever you do, I just want to get, I just really kind of want to get back in your presence. I mean, I want, I want to be under your authority. I want you providing for me. I I don't want to squander anymore. I I want, I want my life to be back with my father again. And then, and here's the next kind of big step that's super, super important. 
So he got up and went to his father. He got up. See, you might be in your restorative process. John, I know. I'm, I, I'm, this area of my life is no good. I, I get it. I, it's, I, I, I can't, and I can't do anything. I get it. That God, God, God just has to do it. God's just going to have to do it. And you stop there. I meet people all the time that stop there. Still with the pigs. Yep. Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> can't do anything about it. Ask for forgiveness and... He got up and he went. Do you know how difficult that must have been for him? It says he went to a, a distant country. He has no money. He's feeding pigs. And now he's going to get from that distant country all the way back home. Probably the entire process. Who knows how long it took. But the entire process, he's like, oh, man, dad's going to kill me. Oh, why, why did I do that? Why did I? Why did I? Why did I squander my inheritance? The regret alone would just keep him. Have you ever been there? Where you're just like, you, 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 you've fallen away from God or you got involved with things that you don't have. Maybe, you, maybe, you, maybe your senior year in high school, you just look back and go, Ugh, I wish that had never happened. Or you, you went to college and you're like, that was not good. You, maybe you have just, those kinds of, you got in a relationship that you just think to yourself, if I do, why, why, can I, why would I be so stupid and not see it? Yeah, he's passionate, but I, I didn't realize that that meant this. And he's passionate with everybody. I mean, this is terrible, right? Like, 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 like you look back and you go, what, how is this happening to me? Maybe, maybe you've just spent yourself silly and you look at your debt and you just go, oh, if I could have just lived if I made, you know, just stuck with that thing and now I make this much and if I could have just, listen, that's going to stop you from making it back to your heavenly father. That regret, that guilt, that shame, the embarrassment, it's going to keep you from talking to people about it and it's going to keep you from going to your heavenly father. You're just going to want to go back and go, yep, I'm no good. I shouldn't have done it. I'll just, this is my lot in life. No. Because watch what happens. This is really one of the best stories in the Bible. He got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, okay, he hasn't quite made it all the way back yet. He's still a long way off. His father saw him and was filled with compassion. Jesus is describing your heavenly father. He's describing what, what, what happens in God's heart when, 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 one, when, when somebody lost, somebody backslidden, somebody gets involved in stuff they shouldn't get in. When they turn and they start coming back, what happens in our Heavenly Father's heart is that it's filled with compassion. He's like, yes, exactly, bravo. He's not there with his arms crossed. Well, 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 look at you, huh? Hey, how's the inheritance coming? Huh? How you doing? Are you doing okay? Right. Where, where is it? Where, where's the camel? Didn't we send you off on a nice camel? Where's that? Did you hawk that? Is that in the pawn shop? The camel pawn shop? Right. I guess that'd be the... Okay. Listen. Filled with compassion. And he ran to him. He ran to him. Now, if you're a father 
and you give your idiot son half of the uh, half of the inheritance, knowing full well, dummy, d- I know what you're going to do with it, and he does it, and you all the cards are stacked in your favor. You knew this was going to happen. You probably did it just to like good, get, let him get it over with so that he can stop all his nonsense. He ran to him. And the guy follows through. The, the kid follows through. He says exactly what he had been rehearsing the entire way. He says, son said, I, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer to be called your son. The father, doesn't, the father ignores it. What? what? I don't even know what you're talking about. He says, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Now, the the worst part of the story for us as Americans is that he doesn't get his inheritance back. I mean, if I were rewriting the story, we're not going to have time to get to the to get to the end. Well, maybe we will. Um, but he doesn't get his inheritance back. He squandered it. I mean, there are there are true. Um, consequences to actions babies get born scars happen money gets spent i mean it's not like the heavenly father goes hey you know what we're i'm just going to enable you and we're going to do it all over again this time don't do no no he he's done his inheritance is done but he's back with his heavenly father And he didn't allow the regret and the shame and the guilt to keep him with the pigs. He came back and his heavenly father saw him from a distance. What does that tell you? It tells you he was looking for him. It tells you, I mean, the the father was looking out. And who knows how he did it, walking out every morning, just kind of looking around going, I wonder if today will be the day. This is, this is exactly the heart of our Heavenly Father. This is why restoration, the, the, the restore, is such a big part of our mission. We want to see people free. We want to see addictions done. We want to see marriages healed. We want to see, I mean, Jesus puts it this way, the, the heart of the Father will be to his children and children to the Father. This restoration, we, we really want to see, I mean, if you want to kind of put it into one thing, what restore is, if we, if we put a thing on it, was that, is that God's kingdom would be happening on earth as it is in heaven. Like God's kingdom would come to this place. His will would be done here. Just, just like he, he wants it done in heaven, it would be done here. There would be, there would be less sin. There would be more growth. There would be more joy. There would be more fruit of the Holy Spirit. More love and joy and peace and patience. That's, what, that's God's vision for this church. It's God's vision for every church. It's not like we're, we're special. And the one down the street, he's like, no. Wrath, anger, and malice. That's what I want for that, for that church. See, the thing is, it's, but it's up to us. It's up to us to live lives that represent our Heavenly Father. And, and see, some of us are in a unique position. Because if, if you think about it, um, you know, imagine the older son. We'll, we'll get to the older son in a second. Imagine the older son. He says, you know, how, how was it, man? Was it awesome? 
did you, what did you, what, what, did it really stay in Alexandria? I mean, they really, I mean, can I, nothing, got, like, like what, how would you do? What's that son going to say? He's going to say, oh man, I, it, it was one of the worst, I can't even tell you. Don't leave dad. Don't leave dad. It will not go well for you at all. And see, some of us are in this unique position that, that we, we once left our Heavenly Father maybe for a time. Maybe we got involved. Maybe we did some things we wish we hadn't done, said some things we wish we hadn't said. And, and now we're in the unique position back in the, in the safety of our, of our Father's arms. Being able to tell people, no, no, no. You, trust me. Trust me. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's, and this will be in the respond part that we talk about next week. Maybe it's talking, so I'm kind of giving a little bit away. Maybe it's talking to little kids. Maybe it's being in the children's ministry, telling them about Jesus, just going, oh, you guys, you, you know, you got to understand that Jesus loves you. He really does. Or maybe it's working with high school kids. And maybe you're thinking, I, I, listen, uh, they're going to ask me questions I and I do not want to answer. Like, well, have you ever, like, um, well, I guess, I, I don't know. What do you mean by ever? I don't know, really, right? You're in a unique position to warn them, to say, listen, don't ever leave the side of your heavenly father. It's not that I know, I know this is what happened to me. I, I left for a little bit and everything was going great. And I was squandering my wealth. I was squandering what my, the safety and the peace and the joy that my heavenly father has given me. Just squandered. This is great. Then I found myself in need. And then I couldn't get out. I tried. I, I tried everything I could. I couldn't get out. The only thing I did, I had to go, come to myself and say, this is stupid. I, I shouldn't do this anymore. And I just, I just had to, I just had to realize I'm not even worthy to be a son. Then I had to get up and I had to go back. And you're also in a unique position to say, when I was far off, I saw him running to me. He, he took me back. He kissed me. He hugged me. He said, you know, well, what did it, and then, did you live happily ever after? No, I wasted the, my stinking inheritance. I'll regret that for the rest of my life. But my heavenly father and I are restored. So he says, this is, this is why he says, let's celebrate. He says, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And he began to celebrate. And then Jesus goes into this this part of the story that just kind of um, is kind of a warning to the rest of us who maybe haven't fallen away, haven't left the Father, didn't squander our inheritance. All of a sudden, you begin to get an idea, or I begin to get an idea that, well, yeah, I mean, that's just, I'm, uh, I'm better. I'm just, I didn't do any of that kind of stuff. I, I, obviously, why would I do that, right? We start getting an air, you know, you'll see some churches, some church people, they talk like that, like, like they're, yeah, they're just, listen, this is what happens. Meanwhile, and this isn't behind us, Richard, I don't think, is it? No, no, good. You, you, can, you can black it out. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. Now, this is key because he's, in the, he's working. He's been working the whole time. He hasn't been going to Alexandria. He hasn't been doing any of this stuff. He's been working for his father. So he's in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. He's like, what in the world? Checks his iPhone, like, we don't have a party scheduled for tonight, right? So he calls one of the servants, Siri. 
And he asks him, what's going on? Your brother has come, he replied. And your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. And the brother says, praise God. I am, I, you know what? I knew it was stupid. I tried to warn him, but now that he's safe and sound, ah, now that they're in our church, great. Now that they're working through their thing, now that they're in our small group, ah, it's fantastic. No. No, the temptation is to go, well, of course you've got problems. Look at your, look at what you did. Look at your decisions. Okay. He says you're back saving down. The older brother became angry. He refused to go in. So his father, listen to this, listen to this heavenly father's compassionate heart. He went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you, right? Look at the perspective. I mean, when you, when you see the son who really was slaving, he'd sold himself into slavery to, to you know, feed pigs. He's got that poor in spirit. Oh, dude, you weren't slaving. <laughs> you don't know the half of slaving. But see, sometimes we get in a place in our lives where we feel like, like uh, this relationship with our Heavenly Father might become burdensome. It's like, man, you know what? I've kind of done everything right for the longest time. Listen to the restored one telling you, don't leave the Father. So the one that didn't leave, he says, I've been saving for you, never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me even a goat I could celebrate with my friends. Hmm. Sorry, that was just fun. But when, his son, but when this son of yours, who squandered your property with prostitutes, did, where did he get that? Prostitutes? Was that in verse? Let me see. No, it's not in the story. And how would he know? It's in a distant land. You see the judgmental spirit? Oh, yeah, I know. I, I know. Oh, I, I know all the things that go on in those types of things. I know everything. Right? It says, Prostitutes come home. You kill the fatted calf. My son, he says, you're always with me. Everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours. Remember he says, this son of yours? God turns around and says, no, this brother of yours. Remember, he's your brother. We had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost is found this is why we're in the business of restoration and sometimes it's really hard sometimes you help restore somebody and then they leave (laughs) sometimes you pour into somebody and you're like oh man restore restore and they're clean for a week and you're like yay and they come up and you pin a badge on them and it's like man they're telling stories about what god's doing and god's doing and then they fail and then you pour into them and pour into them and pour into them and pour them. And they, yay, they're back again this time. And they fail. The heart of our Heavenly Father is that we just keep going and going and going. It's our brother or sister in Christ. What we're going to do, um, I want to read one, one quick thing out of Psalm 23. It says, He restores my soul. He makes me, he, he, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He restores my soul. I want to give us some time to just 
I don't know where everybody is, but you might, this might be your time where you go, you know what? I have been doing my own thing. I've been watching my own stuff, buying my own stuff, spending my own stuff, doing everything on my own. And this today is your time to get up and go back to your heavenly father. And, and maybe that takes the form of you just kind of coming to the altar and just praying and going, God, you know, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I just, just take me back. I, I don't, I'll, you know, I, I, maybe just this time right now, you just need to come to yourself. You need to come to your senses. You need to go, okay, look, you know what? I've been, I've, this isn't working for me. And just start down that process of like, what does that mean? What does that even mean if I can't do it on my own? How do I even go, go, go about this? Some of us might use this time and just be thinking about somebody we gave up on. You know, we just thought, ah, I've, I've, I've done everything I can. Now, there, there's healthy boundaries and there's limitations and, and there's being wise, you know. The father did let the son go. So, you know, we, we get all that. I'm talking about that person that maybe maybe they have the locker below you or the cubicle next to you or whatever, and you're just like, I don't, I can't even spend them one more second. But God is nudging you, going, "That's not my heart. My heart isn't to abandon them." Maybe you need to make a commitment this morning to just kind of go, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a phone call. I'm gonna take them out to coffee. I'm gonna, I'll I'll try one more time. And so so I, I don't know where you're at. Um, um, and, and then, and then if, you, if you've never really started that relationship with Jesus before and you're just like, you know, I gotta, I've, never even, I've never been in the house. I, I haven't even left because I've never been there in the first place. And you're like, that's the kind of Heavenly Father, that's the relationship with God I want. And, and you, you say, well, my life isn't working. Then, then this is, you can do that as well. And just you can pray to God. Just say, God, I, I, I need a relationship with you. I'm a sinner. It's not working. 